0: Welcome to episode 192 of...
1: Brutal Battle! Yeah! Alright, so it's Josh and I again. Josh Rodriguez from Wine, Wine World. Are World. Your, your local beer. Beer guy. and spirits. Yes. Got it, got it. <laughs> we were actually just, uh, before recording, talking about nature and how cool nature is and elk and deer. And it's, yes. It's a cool conversation, but... Um, Josh pointed out that this uh, 50-50 Eclipse in front of us, the Java Coffee Eclipse, is tasting even better as we've continued to sip on it. And I have to agree with that.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. I would feel, and usually I feel like your palate starts adjusting to things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, getting punched in the face the first time, it hurts. And then by the time you get punched in the face the third time, you kind of can take that punch a bit more. Yeah, And, you know, our palate's definitely adjusted to the strength of this beer.
1: And to that end, the alcohol is tasting softer. Yes. The, I'm yes. getting more of kind of like the caramelly notes from bourbon, and the chocolate is getting sweeter as opposed definitely to It's definitely getting sweeter, dry. and
0: the coffee is just way more exposed mm-hmm. than it was in the beginning.
1: Agreed. This is nice. It's, so it's still tasting awesome. Yeah, it's awesome beer. So the uh, the topic that I wanted to talk to uh, talk to you about with this one, I know people you've heard me talk about this at least briefly on some other episodes, kind of recently, um, is my gripes about some formatting with bottles. And we touched on it just a little bit last episode when Josh you were saying IPAs in twenty two ounce bottles not going so well. Not going so well. Now. So I just wanted to talk about like you, what are your preferences for like bottles, cans, and the sizes and stuff like that. Because I have some very strong opinions about it, but I mean, I'll defer to you first.
0: Scientifically, I would always definitely go to a cat. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the science of beer. That's just how I feel. You know, some brewers would definitely argue and disagree with me. But what are the two main enemies of beer?
1: Heat and light, and oxygen, and oxygen.
0: You know, what I mean, light and oxygen, really, but definitely heat. You're you're definitely correct. So you know. Glass, you can tint it as much as you want. You know, it's still emitting light. You know, in a can, you're never going to get that. Yeah. But you're never going to get oxygen either. I mean, there is the canning process, you know. But still, there's more of a gap between your cap and where your liquid begins compared to a bottle. You know, there's less oxygen, you know. And I just feel like it's healthier for beer. But I never, and guys correct me if I'm wrong, you correct me if I'm wrong. I never heard of like, you know uh yeah. There, are, I take that back. In my mind, I take that back. I was going to say there wasn't any <laughs> secondary fermentation in cans, but they are doing that nowadays. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, and, 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 usually with those
1: special release beers. Yeah,
0: and when I think about secondary fermentations, I definitely think about cork and cages.
1: Okay. Yep. You know, and that's like just, intentional. You're talking.
0: About. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's very traditional Belgian style beers. You know, and and that was what I was going to get to. Initially, when I first started drinking, one of the things that attracted me to beer was those large format bottles yeah. i loved them it made me feel like a, i was in league with a snobby wine drinker
1: was it because of the size of them though it was
0: the size and the cork and cage was the allure of the bottle okay. it was just like man look at that you know it's not this grungy can you know what i mean there's some eloquence to this bottle and i, I really appreciated that
1: so for me i i was drawn to those but I, it wasn't for the size and look of it it was mainly because I felt like, and I and I think it still happens to some degree, breweries were choosing to put all their special stuff out that way. And so I was drawn to it because yeah, this course. is a special, You're absolutely cool, right. fun yes. stuff, and that's what I want to get absolutely, my Absolutely,
0: yeah. On. I totally agree with that.
1: And actually, there was a time years ago when I would prefer to sit down, take a 22-ounce of whatever beer, and just drink through the whole thing while playing video games because let's be honest <laughs> there's nothing more fun yeah, play than playing video games and drink a beer <laughs> assassin's creed is what i remember most
0: i'm more so dead. i'm more so like disassemble my lawnmower <laughs> oh, and, then, yeah. and then like nah. put it back together or some, like some Sounds nonsense good. like that while i'm drunk <laughs> well i mean i have a house and i got a lot of stuff to do so i'm always building something or fixing something so that is accompanied by a really strong beer
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's best to get through to Yeah. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I do want to ask because we're since we're already on the topic of specifically twenty-two ounce beers, but that can also apply to like the seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottles as well. It's are you, not much are,
0: of a difference.
1: Are you seeing a difference in sales over time with those beers? Is that going down? It IPAs, me, yes,
0: explicitly.
1: Okay.
0: Yes, IPAs explicitly. I mean, me personally, as a buyer, I do not purchase 22-ounce IPAs. Right. I just do not do it. I am adamant about pushing the beer, at least for IPA style is concerned, pushing that beer the way the brewer intended for you to taste it. Makes sense. And if it sits too long, that is something impossible for me to do. I will make exceptions for, you know, beers that have a lot of melanoid flavor or alcohol and things that do well under the hand of time. You know, I, right. maybe that's okay. You shouldn't. It's okay not to taste it away the brewer intended. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I served you a bottle full of paper, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't want right. to give you that. So, you know, yeah, I definitely have seen. I've thrown away a lot of 22 ounce IPAs. A lot. I'm just a, an enormous amount. So, okay. you know, it's just something that I do see is dying.
1: And that's one of the big reasons why you're like, we can't move this fast enough, so yes. let's not even do
0: But that. also I've seen, I don't know what's going on, but it just seems like some people are not willing to spend the big numbers or the big price for those bigger bottles. Yeah. Even not IPAs, just a regular old strong Imperial Stout. And they look at it, and they're like, they got two things that they consider. They don't want to buy it because it's expensive, Mm -hmm. and they're not going to drink it all.
1: Well, and I agree with that, and uh, here's a a good example. There's one beer in particular I always look at on your Bombers and 750-milliliter shelf when I'm in Wine World, and I think, God, that is one of the best beers in this place, and nobody is buying it, and I guarantee because it's pricey because it's in a 750-milliliter. Can you guess? I have plenty, but
0: no, not in your okay. particular mind. I want
1: to think like you said. It so is no. Pottery by The Brewery.
0: That is a very expensive bottle.
1: It is a $32 bottle for 750 milliliters. Now, yeah. for me, if they would cut that in half, yeah. you know, do, do a 12-ounce <laughs> bottle. Do yeah. a friggin' 375 milliliter. But then like guess
0: what? Like You're paying 15 bucks. For that bottle.
1: Right, but I think people will be more likely to buy that than $32 for... Yeah,
0: and, and, and I guess, yeah, chances one. do go up. You're, yes. you're 100% correct.
1: Because people don't necessarily think about size as, as relates to price. They just think about price for that beer. Yeah. And people aren't usually doing the conversion of, well, if I buy it in 12 ounces, it would yeah. actually be cheaper than if I buy it in a 22 ounce yeah. or...
0: Well, you know, and for people who are listening, you know... The fact would be debatable upon if the beer he speaks of, the brewery, can sit around for a long time and still be sold. The
1: brewery, po- you know, that
0: to me, definitely to me, you know, that beer can sit on that shelf for two years, yeah, and you're still getting a quality product. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are things I, I do not worry about buying, right? You know, but something Stone's Triple IPA, 150 IBUs. Guess what? I'm sorry, dude. You, you need to 12-ounce that thing up.
1: <laughs> you definitely need to 12-ounce
0: right. that thing up, man.
1: So for me, and, and this is something I know I said a little, at least a little bit about recently, um, like high ABV beers, I would love for them to put in 12 ounces or 375 milliliters or even if they're really high ABV, like something like the brewery's Black Tuesday, which is like 20% alcohol, 7-ounce bottles. I'm down with that. I, that's what I want to see more of. I understand why it's probably not done because it's more of a pain in the ass to take the same amount of beer yeah. and put it in seven ounce bottles versus putting it in 750 milliliter yeah.
0: bottles. Well, you know, I, I would like to add this. I'm kind of a weirdo, so I'm go weird with this. But when I think about big, strong beers, I think about sherry. Right. You know, I think about the concept... Of Asians, especially the Japanese, you know, if you ever seen Karate Kid mm-hmm. and the one scene, she pours the sake for him and she pours, he pours the sake for her, okay. you know, and, and the idea of that is that one should never drink by themselves anyways. So if you have a large unless you're size playing video bottle, games. unless you're playing video <laughs> games, yeah, absolutely. So then you're drinking with your uh, console system.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you can be gaming with people online, and they could be drinking yes, good too. Yeah, come on.
0: So you know, one should never drink by themselves anyway. So if you do have this large format bottle, I mean, it's a celebratory thing, you know. Like yeah. I, like I brought this over. This is a big bottle. I, yeah. I intend on sharing this. There is no reason for me to smash this by myself. Correct. Can I? Will I? Yes. (laughs) Have I? Yes, I have. But, you know, in good mind, I I would love to share this. You know, like, good. You haven't had this? Check this out, Carlton. This is awesome. And there's enough for you and I to have a nice glass of it. Yep. So, you know, this is just another concept of the bigger bottle, too. You know, I think it's all about applicability.
1: You know. Well, let me say that um, I'm actually a member of the brewery's reserve society, and I do want to do lucky you. I do want to do an episode at some point about um, the brewery and how the reserve society works, and I probably roll that into an actual like brewery showcase episode you do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot good, but um, but they uh, one of the great things is they ask for feedback and. La- earlier in the year they had everyone who's a society member take a survey. Well, obviously they can't make you, but they asked. Yeah, I asked yeah. And said, you know, they had a lot of stuff on there about how their society was working. And one of the big things they hit on was their bottle sizes. And they said, you know, what would you prefer? You know, do you want... Certain types of beers in different size bottles, how are these seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottles going for you because if you know the brewery at at this point is only doing bottles in seven hundred and fifty milliliters so that's a lot that's a big price tag for people and that's a lot to have to consume if you're opening it so, and they're like
0: tradi- traditionalist as well so yeah you know.
1: right and they um so they they did the survey and not too long after the survey with announcing you know their new societies that you can sign up for for 2018, they uh, were saying that they're going to start putting some of their beers in smaller formats. like Some of their higher ABVs and sours are going to start being put in 375 milliliters, so half the size of a 750. Now, I don't know if that's going to be available to everyone or if that's only going to be a society thing, but it'll be nice because now, instead of getting one 750 milliliter bottle of like Black Tuesday maybe I, I can get two 375 milliliter bottles as part of my allocation from from that society so the great thing is I don't have to open I don't have one Black Tuesday I have two Black Tuesdays yeah, and yeah. I can drink both of those yeah. by myself if I really want to
0: so do you add on and not switch the subject And stay on subject Uh at the same time. How do you feel about Firestone Walker with their new releases, with the Parabola and the Succubus and Eldorado? They used to come in them big bottle formats, and now they're releasing things in twelve ounce bottles.
1: I'm for it. You're for it. I haven't purchased any of them yet, but (laughs) (laughs) actually, the the one that uh, that I probably would purchase first, and I've thought about, is the Bread of Ice. Um, that looks really good to me.
0: I know where you can get one. Oh, I,
1: I've, I've, I've seen it, but I've controlled myself. Is the thing because I have to do that because we have a lot of beer in this house. I'm just saying. There,
0: there's a there's a store somewhere where you can get one locally.
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, but um, so I laid out what I want. You know, I I want smaller sizes for higher ABV beers. I also want smaller sizes for sours because. 750 of a sour?
0: I'm going to totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree, dude. It's rough. 1,000% because you know what? I do love sours. Do I want two massive wine glasses of sour? Nope. Because guess what, man? And I don't know if you guys get like the feel of me. I love beer and food. So I absolutely love pairing food with sours. Yep. So once my meal's done, guess what? I got a lot of bottle left. You know, and, and there's nothing counterbalancing all those ascetic properties that I kind of like cutting through my fattiness and yep. cutting through my umami flavors or whatever nonsense you want to say. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Yep. I, I have big bombers of Cascade.
1: Yeah, that's just okay. a lot of Cascade. So, right, and that's the thing, because Cascade, when it comes to sours, they do really sour. Like, I really like their stuff, but their stuff usually is on the Higher end of actual sour depending sours,
0: depending on the brews that you do drink, and also depending on, yeah, depending on what what style you get, because there's plenty of them that I can definitely after that sourness smacks me in my face, I can start tasting wood, yeah. I can start tasting
1: grapefruit, mm-hmm.
0: you know, I can definitely start tasting other notes, and they do a lot of barrel aging. They do a, yeah. an immense amount of barrel aging.
1: That, that's pretty much all they do. Yes, yeah. Uh, but they're uh, which actually side note if no if if you don't follow Cascade on on Facebook, you definitely should because they always post the videos of them tapping the the barrels because they literally tap from the barrels. And it's hilarious because a lot of times they'll, like, miss with the hammer and it just knocks the bung open a little bit. And And there's, like, beer squirting all over the place. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of fun to watch. Sour beer (laughs) jays. So the... But I was just going to say, like, their stuff is really sour. And, like, I, I can't do a 750 milliliter. And in this house particularly, this is mainly a me problem... Uh, Rebecca's not huge on sour beers. Like she likes some sour beers, but not really sour ones.
0: Where's my wife? Sorry, yeah.
1: Right. So if I want to, I'll just stick with talking about the brewery. If I want to drink like an Oud Tart by the brewery, which is a really nice Flanders it's red, really sour, really sour. It's correct?
0: really really sour.
1: I've tried this to drink a 750 of that before. I cannot do it. I had to dump some of it out because yeah. the amount of phlegm that gets going in my mouth. Yeah. Is,
0: I would say uh, I would venture to say that is more aesthetic than most of Cascade stuff. That stuff is, it's, okay. it's ascetic, dude. But, yeah, but
1: it's, it's intense. It's intense. It's, intense.
0: <laughs> it's good stuff, don't get me wrong, don't I'm built it for is. it. Yeah. But, once again, I, I agree with you, I am not built for a 750 of it.
1: I gotta have an antacid. <laughs> Even if I have half a glass. Yeah, I'm I mean, it's saying. real, dude. But that's also just getting old. That's what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't drink as much.
1: Tums, Maylock.
0: So so let's 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 cover that. You know, as we get older, how much do we want to drink for pleasure, and how much do we want to drink just you know just just to, to get the flavor or something? You know, um, I'm 33 years old. I'm going to be 33, and I can't just get smashed off a of 750 and then go to work in the morning. I want to right. pour myself a nice glass, eat some food, and relax.
1: So on that topic, I obviously when I was in my early 20s, I was a partier. <laughs> um drinking terrible beer at college, just loving to get drunk. I'm thirty six right now. I do not like to be drunk. No. I, I don't. Do not enjoy it. Um a heavy buzz is is fine, but I don't honestly, if I could choose to not feel anything from alcohol or barely anything from alcohol, I would, would be, be fine nice. with
0: that as well. Yes.
1: I drink it for taste, and that's what I want at this stage of my life. I understand that how it used to be. It's an evolution. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is worth pointing out is that I was reading an article somewhere that was talking about how alcohol actually disrupts your sleep. And, um, for for like optimal sleep, if you are going to have any drinks, have your last drink three to four hours before you're going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I started to try that and it's it been work? really working for me. So it's actually kind of funny because
0: do you feel like you suffer from insomnia beforehand? Can we use that? Word? Yeah,
1: I felt like the like I was waking up more, and then once I started stopping with like having one or two beers by like a certain time at night, so I had th- usually it was three hours and i'm I'm actually okay. I'll sleep straight through the night, but on a night like tonight, I'm gonna go to bed and not be able to have you know stop before three hours. I'm gonna wake up a few times at night, and part of it is having to pee more. Because if you're up a little bit longer, you can get that out. But the other part is just, like, what alcohol does with your brain. So that's been huge for me. And I would say, people, if you're having problems Is alcohol
0: just like any other drug? Was it serotonin that it pumps through your brain? Am I correct with that?
1: Not sure. I don't know. But I would, I'm I'm just saying, I I recommend this to people. Um, So it's kind of funny because there will be times where, like, I'm at work and I'm like, I want to have a beer when I go home. And I'm like, i got to be done with it by 6 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So I get home from work at like 4.30 and I'm just like, crack a beer immediately. I'm like yeah. washing dishes from my lunch, you know, Tupperware. Um, packing my lunch for the next day, making yeah. dinner. Uh, which, by the way, drinking a beer while making dinner is key. Like, that's so amazing. this
0: is the wild side, of, the opposite wild side of what you're saying. Because I do not drink to get drunk at all. Mm-hmm. I, and... With you. Guys, you might find this. to be like, oh, man, this guy's a drunk. <laughs> no. I drink so much for flavor that there are mornings where I will pair my food or my breakfast with a beer. And that would be my beer for the day.
1: Yeah. Right. If I
0: make an egg white omelet with mouse sauce and some lobster and caramelized onion.
1: A nice I, Saison?
0: I, I can do a Saison or I can nice. do some San Bernardes wit. Okay. Yeah, and do a Belgian wit or something like that, you know, yeah. and, and that's the, the mastery of beer. You know, it, beer is dynamic. It is a food within itself. It is yeah. boiled like, it, boiling is a cooking process, just like, you know, cooking a steak. You know, you don't yeah. boil steaks, but you guys get what I'm saying. So it goes well with food. So, yeah, I can wake up in the morning, make myself a mean steak, dude, and pour myself an IPA, you know, and then go to work. And be totally sober, you know, because guess what? I I, I was pairing. I wasn't smashing.
1: Yeah. I was tasting,
0: exactly. you know. And then when I get home at 8 o'clock at night, I'm chilling with my daughter. I'm not drinking anymore, you know. So it, it is absolutely, for me, flavor. Yep. I, and I want to learn the dynamics of most flavors.
1: Yeah. And that's why, also, I think it it it's beneficial for us to have more low ABV beers in general. It is. It is. It is. So... But anything else you needed to say on that? Because it's almost that. Well, it's basically that time. Mm. So, the mystery beers we had for the last episode were nice. They were good beers. So, I'm hoping that this remains with that theme of some nice stuff. So, A is very yellow, very hazy. Very nice,
0: weedy haze. Like it looks like an American wheat. But it also could be that juicy IPA. But it can definitely be that juice,
1: dude. (laughs) That hazy, juicy IPA that everybody's loving these days. But,
0: you know, it really, that tint really looks like some American wheat or some Belgian wheat, some half, something like that.
1: And there's a decent head staying on it around the edges.
0: Which is a good amount. It can be uh, definitely uh, contributed to a good amount of protein belgian Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, belgian. I can look at the color, dude. I just can look at the color, and that's why I say Belgian wit, something like that.
1: I'm sorry, but like immediately for me, it's, it's a bit of a <laughs> letdown let because I'm not huge on Belgians, but I get a lot of banana mixed with lemon.
0: I just want to say Belgian is my favorite beer.
1: Well, then I, this should be I, good I for you. I
0: love Belgians.
1: I get a lot of banana, lemon, that kind of typical Belgian yeast funkiness coriander banana is in there a little coriander maybe slight bubble gum maybe yep it smells super Belgiany
0: there is a earthiness to this beer
1: actually I want to mend my lemony and change that to a little slightly orange it's a little more orange than lemon
0: I'm getting a good earthiness from it Almost like a phenolic flavor. Or well, a phenolic aroma. Yeah. By nose know. alone. By nose alone. And I want to repeat it, By nose alone. I want to mention it smells much
1: like a blonde. A Belgian blonde. So I tried it. I can't hate on this beer. Honestly. Um, I I kind of like it. Which is surprising because typically I'm not big on Belgian beers at all, but I kind of like this. The banana flavors are very subdued, especially in comparison to what the aroma was letting on. The uh, there's that slight oranginess to it. It's dry, but not crazy dry, and almost comes off a little bit like a champagne effervescent finish to it.
0: It's quite volcanic. Almost volcanic.
1: Yeah, like the bubbles, like playing on your tongue. Like actually, there's more formulating. The tricky
0: thing about this. I mean, this can definitely be a blonde. This to definitely be a Hefeweizen. Weedy. Yeah, I'm definitely going towards the half, dude. I'm going towards the hef on this,
1: but it's I can good. definitely be
0: wrong. It's pretty good. But guess- that's what I mean by phenolic. I mean, it takes a certain yeast. To make those blondes and them halves, you know, they're they're POF yeast. They're a very phenolic all flavor. You know, it's that Belgian culture. And I don't mean by culture. I'm talking about a cultured yeast.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like all the flavors are on the same level with this beer. I don't think anything outcompetes anything else. I feel like it's well finessed
0: what ad, I will, as a beer. What I will add, too... This is not
1: terribly bitter. No, actually, there's no bitterness not at all. Much bitterness. At so all I'm going
0: down. to go and venture and say this is probably a Hefenbacher.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that.
0: There's definitely no bitterness in this at all. Carbonation is quite volcanic. It is dry.
1: I keep going back to it. I like it.
0: I like halves, dude. I like. I love this kind of beer. Period.
1: You know what this beer kind of strikes me like? DC Browse El Jefe Speaks. Yeah. That's what it seems yeah. like to me because yeah. I'm not huge on Hefeweizens, yeah. but DC Browse El Jefe Speaks is a really good Hefeweizen. And, and that and Hefeweizen like
0: it. in particular has a good note of vanilla. I
1: yeah, wouldn't say I'm strong vanilla,
0: but I get a light note of vanilla. On this? Light. Which I want to add is very appropriate for this beer style. No, yeah, is it.
1: now that you said it I don't know if it's psychosomatic well, or you, you've what, done that
0: but. to me a couple times <laughs> <laughs> you've done me a couple times and I'm like I'm thinking to myself did he suggest that did yeah, you get a suggestion in your brain
1: that's one of the issues with tasting with another person yes, is,
0: yes. Well, what, especially yeah. like two people who are not shy about saying what they think they taste yeah you know it's,
1: that's good I that's that's not nice. that's a good that's a good beer I like that I do like it. From the nose, I thought I wasn't going to, but I do. It's definitely a happy. Ready to move to Beer B. Well, I think about what to give? Hey. Beer B is a little yellowish orange, but a decent amount of orange to it. Only slightly hazy. Slightly hazy.
0: I'd say it's a bit more copper orange on the lighter copper side. But Lord knows I've been told I'm colorblind.
1: (laughs) Nice. Um, this smells weird. Smells like cough medicine. Cherry, cherry cough medicine. I get big cherry. Oh. but big cherry.
0: That's what I got at first. Majority candy cherry. It's definitely candied. I,
1: I think it smells like like robitussin, man.
0: To me, to me, I know what you mean. It definitely has a medicinal flavor. But oh, I, I found like that, that. candied beers had that medicinal <sighs> flavor. This smells very candied.
1: It's so, su- there's a lot of sweetness on the nose that just ro- like, like folds in with that cherry smell.
0: Almost like a really repulsive nest tea. It smells
1: nasty. Yeah. Like, just because it smells like Robitussin to me. That's the only reason I, I think it smells nasty. If Robitussin didn't exist, I might say this doesn't smell that bad. I'm starting to get that association. but
0: like, Robitussin definitely got cherry and that was the big first thing that came was like cherry. Yeah. But I want to specify, like, candied cherry. That's an off-putting smell. I want to say, from the nose, I want to say, this is that Dominion triple candy nonsense.
1: I don't even know that beer, so, well, let's see. I'm going to taste this.
0: I'm definitely going to be wrong. Just by the nose.
1: Okay, well, it's a sour beer, for sure.
0: Watermelon-y? maybe
1: Jolly Rancher. Um, kind of like Jolly Ranchers, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I can see that cherry to it, but it's like very low. I
0: definitely think in cherry on on the palate,
1: cherry low grade cherry. I've only
0: took them one sip. That first sip was definitely like watermelon Jolly Rancher.
1: Quick hit of of um lemon for the tartness, but. This is very subdued, though. Like, I feel like there's not a ton going on here.
0: Once again, I go back to the word tea. There's some tea property in here.
1: Yeah, you know what? The I can I, I is... see that. Yeah, I can see that. Like, um, oh, shit. What's what's their one tea called? Uh, they have one that's got, like, it's, like, artificially tasting, yes. like, yes. with fruits. Yes. It's, it, like, zesty something or and, other. In a
0: low astringency. That you would get from AT. Uh-huh. There's a low, I, I guess, astringency can be something that is major. You know what I mean? When something's astringent and it's like really, really dry, but it's like a low amount of that. Kettle sour? Mm hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't come to mind. Definitely, as you say that, that definitely is what a kettle sour in my mind would taste like. But you taste cherry, dude? Because I. I for some reason I really feel like there's a little bit of watermelon in it.
1: So what beer did Duclaw come out with recently? Is it like bourbon barrel aged sour me this? Yes. Is this maybe that? Devil
0: the devil made, devil me, made me do it. Devil that's made right. me do it some shit.
1: That's what this might be. I have uh, not had it before, but I'm just throwing a guess.
0: I have not had it either. And when I look at the bottle and the one that came out before it, it was definitely more of a robust beer. And this is really light. Yeah. This is there's and I think that beer had bourbon in it.
1: Yeah. There's it's no like, there's like no notes of bourbon in it. Kettle sour blonde with bourbon. Bourbon barrel age. But this is the thing. This is what's tricky about that though. Is how long was it in the barrel? Because if this just hung out in a barrel for a little bit, I could see that. And maybe that's where that weird kind of Robitussin medicinal aspect is coming from.
0: The smell is definitely medicinal.
1: But I'm not a huge fan.
0: But I definitely it's get no like that. I like this a lot. I want to go really? and say that. Okay.
1: That's I'll, fine. I'll smash this. I will say this. The nose was very off-putting for me, but the flavor is not that bad. Mm. Like, I'm I'm good with it. I'm okay with it.
0: I do like this a lot.
1: So, Favorite
0: uh, beer of the night. Really? Except for uh-huh. obviously the eclipse. Oh yeah, eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's make a good note of that.
1: Eclipse is really yeah really nice. So this is okay. I got to think about where to put this one, but all right, I know I know what numbers I'm going with. Do you want me to take the lead? Do you want to take the lead on either of them or you both? You took
0: of them? the lead last time, right?
1: Sure. Well, so fair
0: enough. With the first one. Fairly enough. I will give that because I'm not allowed to give halves. I gotta go no, one exactly. way or another.
1: <laughs> got to Round up or down. Oh, yeah, I'm
0: gonna go five. Okay.
1: Uh which is interesting because I'm going a five as well on that. Yes. I and people know for me a five
0: is that big time?
1: Yeah, it's pretty big.
0: We're talking big noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <yep.
1: laughs> Holy smokes. Pretty big. So for B, what are you what are you doing?
0: I'm gonna give it a six, dude. Yeah,
1: six. Get out of six, dude. Charlie's my favorite the whole night. So... I'm going to take another sip. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> I'm going half. I'm sorry. I'm not that impressed with this beer. I'm really not that impressed with this beer. Holy smokes. I don't feel like there's a ton going on, and I have a thing. Yeah. I feel like this is kettle sour. I have a thing against kettle souring. Yeah. Well,
0: I feel I just... like... To, to, to explain myself a little bit. I, there's a thousand different salads that I can pair with
1: this. Okay. No, I... I Spinach I can salad see that. would go
0: awesome with this. It would be so phenomenal.
1: I could see that and that would be an instance of a a beer being enhanced by the food. Yes, it would be like, so well. And when you say a salad, maybe Okay. I would say an arugula salad.
0: Arugula and spinach are close.
1: With uh goat cheese and a champagne vinaigrette and pecans.
0: That would be awesome. That, with
1: this beer. That is awesome. Would be very good. So
0: I would I will Switch arugula with spinach, throw some baby oranges in there. Yep. I would definitely keep your vinaigrette and mm-hmm. throw little bits of bacon in there. <laughs> and we would be really, really in there. Actually, and some feta, maybe.
1: The, the fat from the bacon with that beer would, would be phenomenal. Yeah, it would actually be pretty nice. But I'm just going based off the beer. That's
0: mm-hmm. it.
1: But at any rate, uh, A ends up being the winner of the episode with an overall five. Not far behind is B with a 4.5. So kind of similar to what we had last episode. Sure. So, we will reveal B first. It is dry, man. Yeah, it's pretty dry. B, I'm going to make sure I got the right one. Okay, B, overall, 4.5 is. Mm. This is by uh, Fordham? It's a sour. It's by Fordham. Um,
0: yeah, the 11th sour.
1: Fordham Brewing, yeah. it's their the 11th sour. Yeah. It is a Berliner Weiss brewed with Concord grapes. My strong watermelon to me, but well, that I guess that's why I was saying the Robitussin would have been from those grapes.
0: We said cherry, we said I you said we both shared cherry, yeah, and then I threw in watermelon,
1: yeah, which
0: I gotta admit is nowhere near close to grapes, no, Concord grapes. It's
1: weird, but 3.8% alcohol. Was it the
0: first one or this one that you said was wine like,
1: uh, it was this. Wait, no. No, no, no. That was last episode. That was
0: last episode. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, because, I mean, if you said this was wine-like, then you would have been really close with the Concord grapes.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't say that, though. I won't take credit for that. That (laughs) is awesome. Well, okay. The 11th Sour. I wasn't huge on it. You really liked it, so now you know you can buy some more of that. And then, A, the winner overall of five is... Okay, I'll have to look for this. Peabody Heights Breweries. Sir Barton Saison.
0: My man. You call it Saison.
1: No, I didn't. I they think... Mean, you said... No, c- we were talking about... Uh, I said Belgian initially. And, I, if, we
0: re- s- if we rewind it right now... I think I said Saison. You had mentioned the word Saison. I promise you. I'll Did give I? you that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. i stick to that. I'll stick to my guns on that. You definitely had mentioned the word Saison.
1: But this taste This does taste Hefeweizen-like. Like you were saying. like
0: Which is... I mean, it, it's a fair association. I also said it tastes like a blonde. You know what I mean? And they all kind of taste the same. They there's different nuances, of course, you know. There's a good amount of carbonation in the Saison.
1: I like this quite a bit, and I gotta say, this is hands down the best Peabody Heights beer I've ever had. Um they're out of Baltimore. I don't see an AB? Oh, oh seven percent A B B. And you can fool me on that. I didn't think I wouldn't think it'd be seven. Yeah, it's
0: hard to kinda tell of the differences between that's really, good,
1: that's really good though. I really like that. I'm a fan. So Another successful episode in the books. Um, So I think if you're game, I think we're going to do one more here. I got time, bro. All right. Sounds good. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, keep it brutal.